That's what God's actively doing and how he's actively working in the world, establishing his kingdom, justice, and righteousness. And yeah, that is definitely like a warlike act in a world where spiritually evil has had a dominion for such a long time. Christ is coming to overthrow that kingdom. Don't think I will even ask you to make Jesus Lord of your life. That's the most preposterous thing I could ever tell you to do. Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. Whether you serve him or not, whether you bless him, curse him, hate him, or love him, he is the Lord of your life because God has given him a name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. Some of you will bow out of the grace that has been given to you and others will bow because your kneecaps will be broken by the one who rules the nations with a rod of iron. And I'll not apologize for this God of the Bible. I'm going to read from Psalm 133, verse 1. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Uh, preach that thing. He's preaching better than we can say amen. Amen. Amen and a woman. Amen and a woman. <laughs> oh, that was good. So, hey, I read that verse. Sorry, what? What? I read that verse because we want to just do a quick little walk through the importance of fellowship in the Christian faith and how we're commanded to gather together with (laughs) what? What? Not only on a Sunday morning, (laughs) just him chomping in the back. No, you're just funny. Oh, appreciate it. Not only because what we talked about what we were going to do. Uh-huh. This was And then it. you just like added on, you tacked on like three different things. <laughs> I know. It's okay, dude. We can talk about multiple things. And you guys are good. Spur of the moment. We'll be fine. So, I lost my train of thought. We're just talking about how important fellowship is in the Christian faith and how we're commanded to have brothers in Christ. I mean, I'm talking outside of just hanging out on a Sunday morning at church. It's important to obviously have brothers and sisters in Christ that you're with on a regular basis. Basis. Any thoughts on that, folks? I just, I love what you just said. Yeah. And you agree with it? Yeah. So, so I got a bone to pick with that. Okay. If we're picking bones, then Let's hear it. In all seriousness, though, we are coming back from Rocky's bachelor party. (laughs) Yep. So this goes into this because guys, you know, when they when they get married, they have a bunch of a bunch of men that they surround themselves with that they call their groomsmen. And it's for that sake of accountability. It's for that sake of fellowship and friendship and brotherhood and camaraderie. Um, so this is just something we naturally already understand. Men understand that they need camaraderie. They need brotherhood. They need fellowship. Yep. So it's just a cool concept that's already inbred in the human. Exactly. Noah? Oh, we're going to add something? 
Uh, I can. Hey, by all means. All right. Well, brotherhood, you know, it's very important for men to have other men around them so that they can become better men together. Exactly. Men need men to be men. Is that a good summation of what you just said? Yeah. Well, if you want to be a man, you must be around other men to help you also be a man. So, how does that relate when it comes to we behold God in the face of Jesus Christ and in that we are transformed from one degree of glory to the next? Yeah, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Yeah. So, how does that relate as we behold the man? If we hang out with Christ, we going to become like Christ. Right? I reckon. Yeah. I reckon so. Yeah, I mean, this is, Jesus is our, I forget exactly which gospel it's in, but he's talking about, I'm no longer, a servant doesn't know his master. Yeah. But Jesus says, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. Yeah. And Jesus is our big brother, our friend. Yeah. That is someone, obviously, we always look up to and we're always being conformed to. And, and he is the forerunner before us and we're running after him and yeah. um, when we hang out like when I hang out with Bryce like this bachelor party that we just did was awesome and we had a great time and when I hang out with Noah and I hang out with Bryce and I hang out with all these guys they're spurring me on and in a, in a very shadowy sense that Christ does with me through his Holy Spirit so yeah that's an accurate depiction yeah it's a, there's, there's some imagery there and that's why Paul makes a statement like imitate me as I imitate Christ right there's the recognition of other brothers in Christ who are being conformed to Christ's image and we all engage that together so uh, there's a uh, bible verse that says faithful are the wounds of a friend uh, profuse are the kisses of an enemy so you see men um, particular because this is we're talking about brotherhood specifically um you know, we're not just blowing sunshine up each other's butts. We actually want to iron sharpens iron. Yep. And not just kissing up on your on your friend when they're doing something stupid, but you wound them perhaps at times. Yep. And that's something that God even does for us by his fatherly displeasure. Exactly. That's a I mean a word of, of advice out there for people that are Christians that don't feel like they have close friends. You, an indicator of a close friend is somebody that's going to get under your skin. Somebody that's willing to tell you the hard things. So. Yeah, it shows that they love you. Exactly. Like, I have to come out to Rocky at least five times a week because he's either doing something stupid or saying something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I humbly sit there and listen each time. Mm-hmm. And I accept the, uh, the rebuke. I heed it. I heed its instruction. And I repent every single, every single time. time. Rocky's better for it. But again, I just always find something new. Exactly. I find something worse. Exactly. It gets worse each time. Worse and worse. So a good friend is super nitpicky. Exactly. They just every little wrong thing. Okay. They just nitpick. That just went way too far. I'm just yeah. joking. No, a good that, friend. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, partly. I mean, the point. The point. We're just being goofy, but the point is, a good friend will spur you on to Christ, which sometimes entails 
opposing you from some knuckleheaded you're doing, you know? Yeah, and a poor friend will lead you away from Christ. Yeah. So yep. it's important to choose friends wisely. Yep. Yeah. So choose your friends wisely, wisely, those of you listening. And if you're younger and still developing, you know, these lifelong friends that you want to have one day, these are the friends you should be looking for. And, um, you know, if you're a young man about to get married, like myself, as a going on this bachelor party, like I explicitly prayed and these guys prayed multiple times that they um, are going to include themselves in holding me accountable accountable in my marriage, you know? So if I'm not loving my wife, if I'm being harsh with my wife, if I'm doing something to oppress my wife, then these guys are going to jump me. They're going to be like the Christian mafia. They're going to carry around some, uh, some lead pipes and some brass knuckles and some bats. And I'm going to start hearing some, some real thick Boston accents. Hey, why are you walking in this alley? This is all alley. And then I'm going to look up, and it's some of my closest friends here to destroy me. <laughs> this is what a true friend does. Hey, the Reaper called. The Reaper called? The Reaper. The Reaper? The Grim Reaper. Oh, like, oh the Grim Reaper. I thought you were like reaping what you're sowing. Oh. Hey, the Reaper called. This is what you sowed. And then you just get knocked upside the head. <laughs> I like that. That is kind of funny. Yeah, I know. A Bible verse to back all that up. Um, no. You know, oh, oh, I thought you had some. You're going to try to make no, it apply. what you originally said, you know, Psalms chapter 1 is a really good indication oh, of yeah. the way in which you walk. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So you see an acquaintance that a person has with wicked men. And what does this do? These people scoff, they're sinners, they hate God. And ultimately that rubs off on you. Because your dwelling place is not in the house of the Lord, but your dwelling place is with these evil men who seek only to scoff, slander, and blaspheme God's name. So that's why it's so important, not only... To surround yourself around um, godly men, but also like-minded men in the sense of you have a same goal and a similar mission. Yeah, right. You're on the on the same path. Yeah, every every man needs a band of brothers. Yeah, exactly. Um, to accomplish a mission and a task. Exactly. Because there's no there's no lone wolfers in Christianity. Exactly. Yeah. We need brothers to go fight. And to conquer with, but that doesn't mean every single brother. There's exactly. going to be some brothers who have different missions and different callings. Exactly, and you're not going to dwell with them as much as you would with, like, if you're doing a, a ministry at the abortion mills, preaching the gospel there and seeking to save the lost and uh, to save children who are about to be murdered. You're going to be with a, a couple of brothers who are engaging in that with you. Yeah. Right. So it's a bond and brotherhoods for the same mission and cause. Yep. Men, men are at their best with allies, with men that they feel confident with that they can go into battle with. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get that. You'll get these exceptional guys, obviously, that can do things by themselves, obviously. But like men, your average man is at his best around his brothers that spur him on and give him confidence in the things he's doing. They, they, they build each other up. 
And also, what do you guys think about, do you think there's an element there, too, of just the competitive nature within men to seek? Well, yeah, there's um, also that. There's a sense in which you want to do what is right as a display to your brothers also. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? Sure. Yeah, it's a good motivator. Yeah. Yeah, I think competition, not for selfish gain, but to outdo one another in love. I think that is... That, I think that's that's where competition and aggression and testosterone can come in, you know? Yeah. No no toxic masculinity here. Nope. No, I wouldn't be caught dead <laughs> being a toxic man. Just a true biblical patriarch. My brothers man. would my brothers would wait in an alley until I turned down it to get in my car that I parked to just night in the town with my wife and they'd wait there in an alley and all of a sudden I'd hear in a Boston accent. You, this is the wrong alley, bub. And it'd be Bryce with a baseball bat to rebuke me for my toxic ma- masculinity. Why is it always the same scene? Why is it always an alley? Why do I always have a bat? Why do That's I always what the mafia did. Thing? You ever read about Al Capone? <laughs> no. No, me either, actually. You guys think about betrayal. <laughs> what about it? What do you guys think about friends who betray friends. Dude, that's like... There's death. Whoa, what in the world? You got a guillotine in your back pocket or something? Death to the friendship might be more accurate. Friendship. Get it? Because French Yeah. Gosh. Apparently, you park on... You park on a... On a... Wait, wait, what is it? You park on a um, freeway and you drive on a parkway. And you sh- you uh, you send shipments on cars and cargo on ships. Okay. Any thoughts there? I don't know how that related to anything. He said something about a play on words, so I just jumped there. Yeah. Talking about friendship and. Okay. I see that. You send I see cargo on I re- ships. I, I receive that. Do you receive it? I don't know how that spoke to me. But I received that. Well, the spirit will lead you into all truth, so. <laughs> no, right? We don't actually believe that. That was some that was some funky theology right there. Okay. I think that's all we gotta say, right? <laughs> I don't know, we got more. Good note, We're just talking about the importance of brotherhood and I mean fellowship and I think we've hit it. I mean, this is even built, this is ingrained in creation. You don't have to be a Christian to benefit from this natural law of fellowship. Right? Yeah. This is the best thing I've heard from Rocky. These are, right here, I have two guys with me that have helped shape my views on natural law more than any other that I know. So just to just to make sure we're all on the same page here, this other guy in here, Noah, this is the guy from the Uniqueness of America, the Zionism podcast, uh, the Aliens one. He's been on quite a number. Oh, and the and the conversation with an ebullient natural law theorist, that episode as well. So yeah, yeah, here's Noah. He's with us. So yeah, you can even benefit from fellowship as. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. You don't even have to be a Christian to benefit from. Obviously, fellowship. This is just ingrained in nature. Yeah. 
Even animals travel in herds. Do they not? Well, that's I a, mean, yeah, that's every different. Single one. That's different. We're not. We are supreme over animals over those dumb boots. They don't. They don't. They're not made of the same stuff as we are. You don't think so? No. No, I know. I know. I'm just messing with you. They're not made in the image of God. We are not mammals. No, we're not. We're not mammals. We're made in the image of God. We're supreme over them. So you can't use that mm. argument. Just because animals does it doesn't mean nothing. You don't think there's something there? There's a relation. It's a mimicry? It's a relation. It's a relation. It's the same sort of relation as I am related to the moon by a, a specific amount of miles. So, like, no relation at all? God made you and the moon just like he made you and the animals. That's true, that's true. But we are not animals. We're not animals. We're not animals. But we have canines, like a, like a dog would have a canine tooth. That's just, we've just done that. We've just subscribed a specific tooth as canine. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's related. Oh. It's a name. Monkeys have five digits. They don't even know what numbers are. They, I don't even know how many digits they have, to be frank. Are you talking about their fingers? Yeah, I'm just saying, hey, I got a liver, and I'm talking about I eat some cow liver. Yeah. Yeah, cows have liver, too. Yeah. So it's like, exactly. Just in cows? Like, yeah. That's buds. <laughs> so there's got to be something there. Do you see what I'm getting There's at? a relation, for sure. Just not based upon being a male. Exactly. Hey, I'm glad we're clearing that up. That's good. Glad we're clearing that up. What else about fellowship is important? Is it important for men to wrestle? No, you want to take that one up? Oh, yeah. Should you wrestle your brothers? I don't. <laughs> the Bible says not to wrestle your neighbor. <laughs> the Bible says not to wrestle your neighbor. We're big Nacho Libre fans here. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of... I've lost my train of thought. Just tell me something about wrestling. All right, there's definitely a good... a good amount of health that you can get from participating in not just wrestling, but like tussling, you know, horseplay. <laughs> horseplay, tussling. <laughs> really, you know, all those martial arts are pretty good for a man to do. It's good to, for a man to be able to, to control his body so that if he wanted to hurt somebody, he could do it. He could do it. Why? But he controls himself so he doesn't do it unless he needs to. So do you think it would be a good and godly thing for a man to have the capacity to render someone ineffective or unconscious? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. In what circumstance would that be good? Well, godly? if somebody were threatening his wife and children... Like their lives, then yeah. it'd be good to be able to just, you know, roundhouse take take them out, put them on the ground. Yeah, and that's really the common. That's the distinction that most theologians have made when it comes to the commandment that um, you shall not murder. Is that they would understand that there's a recognition of uh, implicit 
defense that's involved in that. It's also a prerequisite for not murdering someone that you also protect yeah. from murder because it's an immoral action. So right. you can't just cherry pick the, the Bible verse in, in Romans, uh, uh, I believe 14, when it says, uh, live peaceably with all. Because, number one, you're not reading the whole verse. It says, insofar as is dependent upon you, live peaceably with all. So there's a dependability on that that may not be met in every single circumstance. We're also called to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. We are to make peace. Uh-huh. That sometimes means enacting violence in a situation like Noah mentioned. So what about fellowship, though? What are, what are you doing here? This is good for fellowship because... Well, well, you asked the for, question like initially. men to who, like to do those things together to, to yeah. learn how to be competent together to go and do martial arts together to wrestle together to learn how well, to be competent together right and two men go to battle together yeah they go to battle together so you have to be able to know how to battle in order to go to battle together so you must be spiritually trained mostly and in a minute in a minute sense you also need to be physically ready. Yeah. That's why David prays in Psalm, I believe, 131, make my fingers ready for battle or my hands ready for war. Right? Like, it's a prayer of his that he would be prepared bodily so that he would be able to go out into the battle. Yeah. So it should also be our prayer that bodily, if it were to come, that we were called to protect our wives or our mothers yeah, or our sisters or our daughters, that we would have the capabilities to do that, but also, even more than that, spiritually as well. Yeah. Are Christian, what are, what are Christian men supposed to be, do together? Like, uh, obviously, we just laid out wrestling and spending time together. Um, one thing we did here this weekend was we prayed together. Yeah. So, uh, is it lame or is it feminine? Is it is it stupid? Is it not worth your time for to get together with your bros? And uh, spend some time praying. Do you think that's a good activity for men? Yes. How comes it? It's a good activity because prayer is warlike. We pray for... This is what Jesus commands. Pray, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our prayer fundamentally is automatically warlike in nature. Um, it's for supplications for the saints of God. It's for thanksgiving of the one who granted us the power to overcome. It's by the the thankfulness of the one who made us ki- a kingdom and priest to God to reign with his son. Yep. Um, so it's automatically warlike. And it's good because when you come together, and prayer is the aligning of one's will through words to God. You pray to God, you're all aligning yourself together. You're being, this is why Psalm 133 says, those who dwell in unity together, you ha- you're united by the will of God yeah. for a specific purpose. You guys want to add anything to that? Noah? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good thought. It's like, our, the purpose of our prayer is ultimately to bring about God's will on earth through his instrument, humans. And, yeah, and his will generally pertains to the establishment of his kingdom on earth and destroying the kingdom of darkness. It's like, that's what God's actively doing and how he's actively working in the world. He's establishing his kingdom in justice and righteousness. 
Right. Um, yeah, that is definitely like a warlike act in a world where spiritually evil has had a dominion for such a long time, but Christ is coming to overthrow that kingdom. And that's a battle that all Christians have to participate in, whether they like it or not. Yes. Yeah, great points. Good. Prayer is very important for men to do together, to spur one another on, to set examples for one another, and obviously to fight this battle through prayer. This is a, this is a big way that we do wage war, is through our prayers. Okay, last question. One other thing we talked about that was awesome um, was just the importance to be out in God's creation. Why is it important for men to go on hunting trips together, hiking trips together, to not just go sit and play video games together, but to get out and like actually interact with one another and uh, talk to one another and do hard things together, to go hike a mountain, to go yeah, work out or do X, Y, and Z, you know? Tell me a little something, something about that. Well, first off, I think that it's good to suffer with one another. So when you go and you're doing those trips, then not the type of like, it's not like glamping, glorious camping, like actually going and doing it hardcore and realistically. Um, it's good because you're, you're being united. Again, it's, it's a, a physical representation of also another spiritual reality is that you're being united together for one specific purpose. So you're working together with men, you're building good tactic and strategy um, to accomplish specific tasks you're, um, you know sweating with one another um, you're working hard um, that's just good fundamentally for a person's body in general because you should want to be a good steward of your body and take care of it so that you can live as, <clears throat> as long as you can for the kingdom of God and to serve him um, it's good to go hunting because that's one way that you can provide for your family that's yeah. a really good way for brothers to come together and to provide for both of their families so it would be really good for them to get together and do that um, but I really do think that the biggest importance of it is just um, oh crap I should have turned right there um, it's okay I can turn oh yeah the biggest importance is this is one way in which God has revealed himself, and that is general revelation. He's revealed himself himself through creation and through nature. Um, so it's good to go and behold what the Lord has done and what he has made because he is absolutely magnificent. Now, it's less clear than special revelation, his word. We should seek his word first and foremost, but you can't do away with the with the revelation by nature just because it's less clear. So you get to again unite yourself for the purposes of God's glory and for your own good and his revelation. Now anything? Um yeah, I thought Rex's answer was pretty sound. Um I also think it's just important for men to go on an adventure together. I mean a lot of stories and a lot of movies are just about a group of men who go on an adventure and they learn some meaningful lesson or grow in some sense through that. 
where otherwise if they just sat at home and done nothing, they would not have gained anything. So it's just that aspect of personal growth and development and, like, yeah, the building of the relationship between brothers and just development of the character of a man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I wanted to add, I want to add one more thing to it um, that I forgot. Effeminacy, being effeminate is a sin. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. Go read it in King James Version because the ESV takes it out. But being effeminate physically is a sin. Being Acting as a woman when you're a man is a sin. So if you just sit at home and play video games all day long, your hands become weak, your, your wrists become limp, and you're pudgy. Yeah, you become pudgy. You're soft. We want hard men. And that's what uh, Jesus commends in John the Baptist is that he was a hard man. He didn't dress with soft clothing like soft men do in soft places like palaces, but he dressed like a hard man and because he himself was a hard man. Yeah. So it's important to, like, we can't be Gnostics and think that everything's spiritual. There's a real reality that if you're if you look down and your wrist is limp very frequently, <gasps> this is a sin because you're effeminate. You need to be strong. You need to be masculine. And this doesn't mean, obviously, that you're able to bench press 300 pounds. That's not what we're talking about here. But we're talking about a general stature of masculinity. Stand up straight. Sit with your back straight when you're sitting down. Quit slouching, right? Don't stop grabbing stuff like you're you're going to break every little thing. Like, just grab something. Like, yeah. if you're, yeah. So, I guess that would just be my, my next point, specifically yeah. with playing video games and getting outside. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't cool. be afraid to take risks. Yeah. It's like, you know, be willing to stand up for what you believe in and for what's right. Know what's right. Right. It's like simple little things that a lot of men have fallen away from. It's like, you know, even us, we're still, like, coming to a better understanding of what it means to be a man, but, you know, we're coming along. Slowly but surely. Yeah, these are all good points. And these are, this is what fellowship Obviously, we can't really speak to what fellowship between women is going to look like for Christian Christian women. But for Christian men, this is what it looks like. Well, we could speak to it. We could. We could do that. It doesn't matter if you're a woman to speak to something. Yeah, but just know how it plays out and what they talk about and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... For men, we do know what we talk about and the things we do and the activities we do. Yeah. And those are the kind of things. The things, the way men fellowship is they give glory to God through prayer and worship. They talk about God. They obviously, yeah, like give glory to God. And they do masculine things. Yeah. The things that God has commanded us to do as men. Right. That's what male fellowship, Christian fellowship looks like. Right. So that's what I wanted to talk about because felt very encouraged by the bachelor party and all the guys hanging out and I just love seeing some of the guys I go to battle with Yeah, and it's important to see those guys and to, to be with those men and to have men that you can call your battle warrior companions you know um, so that's important thanks for listening to the For the King podcast I'm gonna le- uh, read it real quick doxology and we can call it a day 1 Timothy 1, 17, to the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Soli Deo Gloria. Yeah.